Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm your co-host, Chuck Taylor, and as always, I'm brought to you by... Man, I did that two weeks in a row now. I'm joined by... I don't know what's going on with me. I'm joined by my trusty co-host, the briefcase, everybody. It's Casey Cobb. Casey, how's your weekend been? It's been a good weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I guess apparently I am now the official sponsor of Unpopular Opinions. Yeah. <laughs> we needed man. one. We needed one. And I think I have an idea for what uh, what I'm going to call this episode now. So uh, <laughs> at, at least we have at least we have that uh, that going for us. But um, Casey, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of good games this weekend in college football. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to start anywhere else but um, with the upsets. Number six, Wisconsin, goes down to Illinois. Now, all Wisconsin had to do was just win this game, and they play next week against Ohio State to see who takes control of that Big Ten. Right. Wisconsin couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done, Casey. Well, they couldn't, you know. I mean, it was a, uh, I mean, fairly low-scoring game, Um, not a, ton of offense even though Jonathan Taylor got uh, 132 yards on 28 carries took him a lot of carries to get up there got a touchdown but uh, you know that was a great game man and I got to see the end of that where they kicked the field goal and that kicker just put it right through the uprights and it was you know it was it was crazy town there you know got uh, Lonnie Smith walking around with that huge Santa Claus beard he had on I don't know if you saw that I didn't even recognize him from his days with the Chicago Bears but, um, I mean, they went crazy. So, I mean, pretty, pretty amazing, pretty awesome um, performance by the Illini. You know, Lovey came in there and he said, hey, listen, you know, we can w- we're going to win this game. Like, he predicted they would win this game. And, you know, doggone, they sure went out there and did it. Yeah, I suppose that's why they're called the Fighting Illini. Um, they really earned their, uh, earned their moniker there. Yeah, right, this, was yeah. A, this was a defensive struggle. I mean, you know. Illinois, you look at their offensive stats, they really didn't blow the doors off of uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a heck of a defense. Um, yeah, they do. A really, really strong defense. And I think that's what's going to give them a chance, uh, that and Jonathan Taylor against Ohio State. But, um, yeah, Illinois put it, you know, they put together just enough to, to take home this one 24-23. And with it being in Illinois, that, that really helped. But, yeah, crazy, crazy top – 10 upset there so Wisconsin uh, no longer in the driver's seat definitely surpassed by Penn State and we'll go into that in a, in a minute but um, just a couple other minor upsets BYU upset number 14 Boise State 28-25 and then uh, Vanderbilt you know over Missouri number 22 Missouri but not right. a whole lot of upsets but uh, I don't know if you have anything to say about those two but SMU uh, out there in Dallas uh, moved to 7-0 and do you happen to catch that? Yeah, you know, I did not get to catch that. I had to read about it later, but gosh, how awesome is that, right? 7-0, and um, taking care of Temple, coming back and winning that game is pretty amazing for the city of Dallas and pretty amazing for SMU. I'm, uh, again, still super excited about what they're doing down there and uh, on the hill, as they call it, yeah. Yeah, Shane Bouchelle, 30 of 53 for 457 yards and six touchdowns. Ridiculous, man. Shane the train yeah Yeah, wow they got SMU 
they got SMU rolling there. That's that's going to be a uh, they got a special season going. Seven and zero is is nothing to shake a stick at. So right. we'll see if they can continue it. But um, anyways, before we go into uh, week nine, I, I didn't really preface this, but uh, I don't think it'll be too hard. I, I just want to briefly um, talk just a little CFP and kind of take a step back, take a little big picture step, um, and see where we are right now. So. Looking at the rankings right now, we don't have the CFP rankings out yet. I think they'll be out next week or maybe the week after. We're getting really close, but <clears throat> we're seven games into the season. We're a little over the midway point. And uh, right now your top four in order are Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson um, with Oklahoma sitting in that fifth seed. So, Casey, I just wanted to ask you, as we sit right now and knowing where the schedule goes somewhat, I know you don't know the schedules of all these teams, if you had to give your top four right now with one outside team looking in, the, the, the number one outside team, who would your top four be in order thus far looking, uh, looking back at what we've seen so far from them this season and what they have in front of them? Oh, wow. You're putting me on the spot here, man. Okay. <laughs> um, so actually the top 25 is out, Chuck. Yes. No, no, no. Um, the, the AP is. The no, CFP. Oh, the, the C, CFP. Yeah. Oh, uh oh. Yeah. Alzheimer's is setting in again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm looking at here, to be honest with you, um, I'm, I'm okay with Alabama being number one. All right. I'm okay with, uh, with Clemson being number four. I really would like to see Oklahoma in there somewhere. You know, I mean, they've, they've, they've been pretty dominant so far. So I might, you know, I might kick Ohio state out. And I think we're going to find out what happens coming up this week with Ohio state. I, I believe that they may be suspect. Um, I think Oklahoma, I could see Oklahoma being that number four spot and Clemson moving up into that number three spot with Ohio state. I'm okay with Alabama and LSU being number one and number two, you know, but uh, well, we're going to get some clarity as this thing continues. Right. I mean, absolutely. Cause some of the, one of these teams, some of these teams are going to lose. They're going to have to, Alabama's going to play LSU, you yes. know, um, Ohio state's going to play Wisconsin. We'll see what happens there. Yep. Um, Clemson, I don't think we'll lose. Clemson will probably win out and uh, we'll see about Penn state too. Right? I think Penn state and Iowa state will have to play as well. So, Unless they're in separate conferences, I can't remember. No, um, I think Penn up... State. I think yeah, Penn State does play Ohio State. Yep. Okay, yeah. So there's another thing that's going to clear it up for us, right? You know, if Penn State can beat Ohio State, they can really uh, improve their chances. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool going forward, Chuck. Yeah, I I agree with you. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any part of you that wants to move LSU over Alabama right now? Anybody over over Alabama? No, I'm saying, is there any part of you that 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 can justify possibly moving LSU over Alabama as we sit here right now? No, no, I'm okay. you wouldn't do I'm it. Okay. Nope, I'm okay with LSU being being where they are. You know, okay. um, Nick Nick Saban is is such a great coach. I you know, I mean, no matter what happens, he always seems to get things uh, going in the right direction. So okay. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a pretty good top four as we sit right now with Oklahoma being the fifth spot. I think Ohio State, I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to call them suspect, but the thing about Ohio State is, like you just said, they have to play Wisconsin and Penn State. Um, 
none of these other teams, even Alabama and LSU, I mean, Alabama has to play LSU. And then they've got the Iron Bowl at the end of the year. So, yeah, Alabama has a tough road, but they're used to it. You know, they've got at least a couple big games on the schedule every year, you know, playing in the SEC. LSU really only has Alabama. Um, They've got that game against A&M at the end of the year, but that's in Death Valley. Um, Oh, they've got Auburn this week. That's right. So they've got Auburn this week and Alabama next week. So depending on if they can beat Auburn, they might be in the driver's seat um, heading into that Alabama game just because they'll have more, they'll have more on their schedule. They, have, they will have beaten Texas on the road. They will have beaten Auburn, whereas Alabama, you know, I, they, they don't really have a credible win besides uh, A&M and in A&M. Right. Um, so depending on how that goes this week, we'll see. But I just think Ohio State has a tough road in. Um, having to beat both of those teams in the Big Ten and then also winning the Big Ten championship. And they also have to play Michigan. We didn't even talk about Michigan. And, you know, yeah. we, we make fun of big game, Jim, but it's still a rivalry game and anything can happen. Right. So, yep. so, yeah. And then you've got, you've got teams like Florida and Auburn and Notre Dame still on the periphery, Georgia, um, you know, somewhat. So it, it's going to be really interesting what happens in these next few weeks. But I think that is a solid top four for right now with Oklahoma I, I wouldn't have a problem Oklahoma being in there instead of Ohio State, but I think right now, I think Ohio State has earned that spot. Uh, I'll keep them in the top four and, and have Oklahoma. It. Yeah, I think Oklahoma will have a chance to prove themselves in the against Baylor and then in the Big Ten cha- or Big Twelve championship games. So. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I've, got, so- I've got one other <laughs> note I wanted to talk about real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Check on some of these games here. You know, we had a real doozy of a game um, between Kentucky and Georgia. I don't know if you caught that. And, you know, I just wanted to point out that uh, I think we had maybe some of the lowest stats ever in a game I've ever seen. Oh, wow. The Kentucky quarterback. Yeah. They threw, but combined both quarterbacks through two. They completed two passes. They attempted 16 times. They completed for 17 yards. Their, their quarterback, Lynn Bowden Jr., two for 15, 17 yards with a QBR of 3.3. And then you flip over and you look at the other side, and I know <laughs> Kentucky's a running team. I know that that's what they really – that's where their bread and butter lies. Uh, but that's something. And then you got Georgia. Jake Fromm, you know, recently in the national championship game, nine for 12, 35 yards, QBR of 6.5. I think that's probably got to be about the lowest QBR combined in a game between two major NCAA football opponents. Wow. Amazing. That, that is some happy, uh, that's some happy D backs coach coaches on both sides. Um, defensive back coaches had to be pretty pleased with that effort. Um, yeah. Thanks for bringing that to light. I didn't, I, I saw that Georgia won 21, nothing. I, I didn't take a look at the box score. I didn't get to watch this game. So yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um, that is crazy. Uh, looks like it was the DeAndre Swift show uh, for Georgia. Um, you know, 179 yards, a couple touchdowns. So that that uh, good good effort by him. But uh, if you're if you're good with week eight, um, we'll move on to week nine in our picks. Are you uh, you all ready to move on? I'm ready to move on, man. Let's do it. Oh, I well, I should say, do our week eight picks. 
uh, and then we'll move on to week nine, I should say. So week eight picks. Um, let's start. Uh, we had a couple Pac-12 matchups. We'll start with uh, number 12, Oregon, against number 25, Washington. So, Casey, I had Washington winning 31-23. to You had uh, Oregon winning 33-27. The final was 35-31. Casey, I picked the upset in this one, and I almost got paid off for it. Um, what did you see in this one? Um, let's see here. So, you know, I didn't get to watch it, but, um, you know, Oregon, I just had some faith in Oregon, you know, I think that, uh, um, Justin Herbert's a a good quarterback. He came out there and performed admirably three for four touchdowns. And, uh, you know, Washington just did not quite have enough in the tank to, to compete with them, you know? So, I mean, that, that looks really good for Oregon to go into Washington's place and to beat them on their home field. So, yeah, I'm pretty, you know, pretty happy about that pick. Yeah, um, I didn't watch it, but I was keeping up with the game. I was watching the, the game cast and stuff like that. And Oregon, Washington had, I don't, know, I don't want to say control of this game, but they had the lead through a, a pretty good portion of it. And Oregon actually came back, scored 14 unanswered to uh, take this one. So Washington definitely had a chance um, to win this game. And like you said, Oregon just had a little bit too much. Justin Herbert is a very good quarterback, Uh, four touchdowns, no picks, 280 yards, solid game uh, by the young man. And um, yeah, Oregon had just enough uh, for the Huskies out there in Washington. So moving on, staying in the Pac-12, we had number 17, Arizona State against number 13, Utah um casey i had arizona state winning 38 31 you had utah winning 41 37 the final out here was uh not as exciting 21 to 3 utah takes this one home casey uh you know i mean you went conservative i went risky and it looks like conservative paid off this week yeah it sure did man you know the utah uh, utah just really shut down the arizona state sun devils you know herm edwards i'm sure he's in there like getting fired up, probably throwing stuff around, screaming and hollering, yelling, you know, he's always pretty entertaining, but um, yeah, I, the, Utah's defense uh, really put them down. I mean, the, Jaden Daniels, quarterback for Arizona state, right. Got 25 yards passing QBR 4.6, you know, they had a total, total number of 111 yards rushing and 25 yards receiving. I mean, dude, I mean, what a defense. What You're not going to do much with that. No, what a performance <laughs> by the Utah Utes defense, you know. So, um, yeah, I just uh, – Herm Edwards, I don't know. Maybe he needs to go back into the broadcast booth, man. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you were praising the Utah defense last week. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it. I, I was a little hesitant on this one, but I just – I liked Arizona State's big wins. But, uh, yeah, Jaden Daniels, 4 of 18. Right. You know, like you said, 25 yards, not going to get it done. Um, Utah had – you know, they didn't blow the doors off on offense, but they definitely did more than enough, especially with that defensive uh, defensive front. So, um, yeah, so Utah takes that one home. And finally, uh, the Big Ten matchup. We had number 16, the Michigan Wolverines, number seven, Penn State, Nittany Lions. Uh, Casey, I had Penn State winning 27-24. You had Penn State winning 17-13. to The final out there in Happy Valley was 28-21. Casey, we call him not so big game Jim for a reason. Uh, he didn't give you any reason to think otherwise, did he? No, no, he sure didn't, man. Uh, Penn State, Nittany Lions, 
you know, just continue week in and week out to put together a solid performance, you know, a really even performance as far as their, their offense is, um, you know, they they get about the same amount of yards rushing and, and uh, passing and they've got a good enough defense, uh, a really good pass rush on their team. And they were able to take care of Michigan. I mean, Michigan was able to move the ball somewhat, but the Penn State defense came to play, man. Yeah, very true. Very true. They took care of Michigan. Penn State has – they have to go to Minnesota, who's number 17 right now. They, you know, the, the Golden Gophers have, have impressed uh, early on. And then they have to go to Ohio State. Besides that, um, fairly easy schedule. They have to go to Michigan State. But Penn State, you know, if they take care of business up until that Ohio State game, very easily be in the driver's seat. Um, that could be shaping up to be a huge game out there in the horseshoe uh, near the end of the year. Absolutely. They, they def- yeah, they've definitely impressed thus far. Yeah. Um, so with that, Casey, if you're ready, I'm ready uh, to move on. Oh, real quick. So I got uh, one out of three right that week, and you swept the board three out of three. So what that means for yes. the season, what that means for the season score is you did take the lead. You took advantage. The season score right now is Casey 13, Chuck 12, uh, going into week nine. Let me be brief, Chuck. It feels good. <laughs> Well, you, you've earned it, you know. I, I took some risks that last week, and, and you kind of – you stayed steady, and, you know, I commend you for that because uh, sometimes the upset bug can be uh, hard to, to resist. But, yeah, it just, it just won my week last week. But we'll see if we can steer it right in week nine. Um, we got a couple big Big Ten matchups this week. Well, one Big Ten matchup, the other one involving a Big Ten team. Uh, let's start – Oh, man, all these are great games. Let's start with the big rivalry game. Um, this is a rivalry game, even though they don't share the same conference. We've got number 19, the Michigan Wolverines, against number 8, Notre Dame, uh, Fighting Irish. Casey, Michigan has been in our picks the past few weeks. They've, they've had a pretty tough schedule um, facing Wisconsin and Iowa and Penn State and now Notre Dame. Um, looks like Jim Harbaugh just can't get a break. Uh, but we call him not so big game Jim for a reason. Does that change this week? No, no, it does not. Notre Dame is going to win this game. Um, you know, even though I know it's at Michigan, uh, I think, you know, what is it? Small, well, what do we call him now? You know, small game Jim, big game Jim. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think Notre Dame has a good team. I think Michigan has shown that their offense is not able to keep up with the other people, you know, so. Um, so yeah, I've got Notre Dame winning this game 33 to 24, 33, 24. Now, Casey, you like a lot of people are normally a, not a believer in Notre Dame. Uh, it seems like year in and year out, you think they are pretenders as do a lot of people and you've rightfully thought so, um, they've proven to be pretenders once they get into bowl season. So it's, it says a lot for you to pick. Um, I don't want to say an unproven because they played a couple, you know, big games early on. They gave Georgia a run for their money, but Georgia lost to South Carolina and they've beaten number 18, Virginia. So it says a lot that you're picking Notre Dame in this game. Um, yep. Did you have any, did, was this a tough one to pick for you? No, it was a pretty easy one for me. No. I feel Man, so you're just, you're just anti Jim Harbaugh all the way. Yeah, dude, I am. 
Would you pick Michigan? Would you pick Michigan to beat Boston College right now? Yes, I would pick (laughs) Michigan to beat Boston College. You had to pause for quite a while, though. (laughs) You had to you had to give that thought. Man, would you? Here's the real question. One last question. Would you pick? Would you pick Michigan to beat Texas A and M right now? Yes, I would pick Michigan to beat Texas A and M. Yeah. Man, that's that's rough. That is rough. Um, I would pick Michigan to beat up on Texas's defense right now, so that's pretty. That's fair. Um, uh, no, this this is going to be a good game. This is a rivalry game. I think I think the guys, the kids, are going to get up for this one. It's six thirty at night. Um, it's on ABC. It's in Ann Arbor, Michigan Stadium. It's in the big house. You know what? I was going to go with Notre Dame when I started this, but I just talked myself into it. I'm going to say big game, Jim comes back to play he beat Iowa he found a way I think that Michigan defense is going to do just enough in this game I think they're going to come to play I think uh I think the night game big house all that stuff juices are going to be flowing I think Michigan takes this one home and if they do it's going to have to be a low scoring game so I'm going to pick Michigan 19 I'm going to go a weird one it's going to be 19 to 11 Michigan's going to take this one home 19 okay. to 11, Casey. I'm, I'm putting it in. I don't know if I'm going to pick another upset on this slate, but I'm going to do it in this one. So, okay. all right. We got, we got that one booked in. We'll see what Jim Harbaugh does. If he can beat a top 10 team, that'll go a long way in regaining yeah. the trust in his fan base. But so that's the night game. The early game in the Big Ten is 11 a.m. Fox. We've got uh, number 13, Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Badgers against the number three Ohio State Buckeyes. Casey, who do you have in this one? All right. This is a tough one for me to call, man. You know, I really had to think about this one because, you know, Ohio State, you know, they've beaten people pretty well, but not really good teams. Um, You know, I know Wisconsin did just lose in a big upset, but I still think they have a strong team. But what I'm going for, man, is I'm going for a really close game, and I'm going to give the home field advantage victory over to Ohio State. 28-27. to 27. It's a one-point game. It's going to be a tough struggle, but I think the home field advantage actually wins out there. 28-27 Ohio State. That sounds like a great game. Yeah. This is uh this is going to be a fun rushing battle to watch between Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. Both of them are – solid running backs um you know justin fields and cone two great quarterbacks as well but this is going to be a a battle of the rushers i think yeah um yeah so the the matchup predictor is ohio state is an 83.9 percent chance of winning that's a little high i think but like i said i I don't think i'm going to pick another upset on this slate i'm giving you a little preview into the next one i think i'm going to go ohio state in this one um Yeah, they haven't proven themselves, but, I mean, really has Wisconsin. Um, when they got tested, well, they didn't even get tested last week. They they lost to Michigan State. They won against Michigan in, in good fashion, but that was also in Wisconsin, and we know Michigan doesn't play big games. So, um, I you know, I just – I don't like picking teams to lose two weeks in a row, but you know how I like the home team. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ohio State in this one, and – Let's see. I'm going to say Ohio State wins this one 30. I'm going to say 30 to 21. 
Ohio State takes that one home. All right, all right. So in the final game this week, it's an it's an SEC matchup. We have number nine, the Auburn Tigers, against the number two LSU. You guessed it, Tigers. We got the Tigers versus the Tigers. Casey, who are you picking? Don't tell me it's the Tigers. I think I'm going to go with the Tigers this week, Chuck. <laughs> you know, you know, just real brief. I think that's what I'm going to go with. So um, I'm going LSU. 24 to 21, Chuck. I'm going to go again with the home field advantage. Another close game, another tight game. Um, I think the Auburn, Auburn has a good defense, so I think they may be able to put the brakes a little bit on LSU and their high-flying offense. But I think ultimately, once again, I'm going home field advantage in this one too. You know, really can be a toss-up with these two games because they both play pretty tough. So 24-21, uh, the Tigers, the Bayou Tigers, Chuck. <laughs> the Bayou Bengals. Yeah, this one's at uh, 2.30 on CBS. So if you plan your day just right, you can watch all three. You know, they do that on purpose. So uh, 2.30 on CBS. The matchup predictor has LSU as a 66.3% chance of winning this one. Joe Burrow versus Bo Nix. Um, this one should be an instant classic. Yeah, I don't think Auburn has the firepower to hang with LSU. Um, they might hang with them in the first half. You know, they always typically have a pretty good defense over there in Auburn and and Bo Nix has been, you know, special at times. But Joe Burrow is a Heisman candidate. Um, LSU, they got that offense working. They got that defense working. Um, and, you know, I, I think they're going to be a little bit too much for Auburn in this one. So, especially in Tiger Stadium in Death Valley. If it was in War Eagle, then maybe we'd be having a different discussion. But I'm going to go LSU in this one. And I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring. I'm going to go 33 to. I'm going to go 33-23 in this one, Casey. I think LSU takes that one home by 10. Uh, Tigers? Uh, I'm going to go with the Tigers in that one, yeah. You're going Tigers? uh, I just really feel good about the Tigers' chances of winning that game. Okay. Very good, Um, So, anyways, with that, uh, Casey, if you're good with your picks, we can move on into the briefcase player of the week. Chuck, you know – We've already mentioned it and discussed it just a little bit real briefly, but, uh, man, I, I can't I can't pick anybody other than Shane Bouchelle for SMU. I mean, there's nobody else out there who put in a performance like he did this last week, right? What did we say? 30, 30 completions, 53 attempts, 457 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, six touchdowns? Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I mean, they really came out there and took it to Temple – um, so yeah, Shane Bouchelle is the briefcase player of the week and I'm going to go ahead and open up the side of the briefcase. Let me look in here and rummage around a little bit. Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and throw in Reggie Robertson as the runner up as well for SMU, you know, both SMU players, eight receptions, 250 yards, 31.3 average and uh, three TDs. So, you know, first place, Shane Bouchelle, and just honorable mention for Reggie Robertson, really command briefcase-type performances uh, this weekend, Chuck. Wow, I I didn't actually see Reggie Robertson's stat line. That is insane, 250 yards receiving. That is is video game numbers there. I mean, I I can literally – I don't think I can do that on NCAA with five-minute quarters. Um, That is insanity. Yeah. Uh, he also had a long of 75 yard, a 75 yard reception. That is unbelievable. SMU is a freight train coming for the AAC title. Um, 
They have to play Houston and Houston this week. They've got to play Memphis and Memphis. They have to play the uh, they have to play Navy on the road. Yeah, you know, they've got some tough games. Tulane at the end of the year. Tulane's looking pretty good. So they've got a tough road out, but they've already beaten TCU. Um, they've beaten some good teams. So, man, SMU's got a tough road out. But if they can finish with a ten or a, even an eleven win season, what that would do for that program would be transcendent. I mean, that is just incredible. Yeah, they might be in one of the big bowl games, one of the New Year's Day, New Year's Eve bowl games, the big six, they, right? Very well could be, yeah. They yeah. they could pull a UCF and be uh, the 2019 national champions. So um, look out for that. Are you going to get you a SMU national 2019 national champion shirt? You know, I might just do that, dude. Just walk around here. Yeah, like, yeah I'm from Dallas. Kind of jump on board that, you know. <laughs> one of these days we'll talk about, uh, you know, my my, requ- my requirements for teams that you pull for, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, if you, well, if you talk about that sometime. If you run into a, a UCF fan with a 2017 or 2018, whatever it was, national championship shirt, you can go, hey, national champions. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so the two great performances by those SMU Mustangs. Um, they're really blowing the top off the place. But for my final take of the week, um, I'm taking it over to baseball. The World Series is starting. People go out there. should be an excellent fall classic we've got the 2017 world series champion houston astros making their third appearance in franchise history looking for their second world series title after that 2017 title yeah against the first time ever national league champion washington nationals first time ever in franchise history to ever be in the world series you can get stuff like that in baseball because there are no favorites there are no dominant teams you never know who's going to make it in baseball and it gets shook up every year so not even when they were the washington or the sorry the uh, montreal expos did they make yeah. the world series so awesome should be a great fall classic some huge stars steven strasberg and max scherzer and justin verlander and garrett cole and jose altuve and carlos Correa. i mean there's stars all over the place so be a great fall classic and one last tidbit the new york yankees Losing in the ALCS means that for the first time in 100 years since the 1910s, they have gone an entire decade and not made the World Series. First time. Wow. Yep. Pretty big stat. In every single decade from the 1920s to the 2000s, they had made the World Series at least once. Wow. Until the 2010s. So Thank goodness. Yes. At least. Yeah, America can sleep great knowing <laughs> that the Yankees dynasty is no more. So, yes. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> but with that, Casey, if you're ready to get out of here, we will uh, we will get out of here, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Make sure to share us on any social media platform you want. Leave us a rating or review. Let us know how we did. Um, and yeah, so for the briefcase, I'm Chuck Taylor. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of Unpopular Opinions.